me, Jacob Earl. The only podcaster who starts his podcast by pretending that you just walked in the door. I'm actually in the car again, and I'm going to go and get a cup of coffee, and I'm going to be right back. So I'm actually stopping this clip um, before... <laughs> I'm stopping the podcast before it's ever started. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be right back. All right, I'm back. This must be what the Radio Lab guys feel like, you know, just recording sounds and then just saying stuff, sitting in, an, sitting in a gradually warming car, talking into a microphone. I don't know what the show is going to be about this week because it's always something I've been thinking about that's like been bothering me and that I think can help people. But uh, I'm not sure I have an idea this week. It's very open. Um, but I do know that we're recording in a new location because uh, sitting in the car here is pretty weird. I'm in the parking lot of a Safeway talking into a microphone. So it's, I think, a little strange. Also, it's really, really warm in a car in the desert with the engine turned off. So we're recording in our new location. Ah, man. Can we get a filter sweep on this? Really, radio lab it up. I can't remember where I live. Is this it? Is this the one? Is this the place? Is this the road? I was going to do a really fun cut and then like cut right to be in there, but it's, it's, I feel like it's been like 10 minutes. We moved. We're moving. We're in the process of moving and I'm going to the new house and I can't remember where it is. You know what I hate about the suburbs? Everything. I hate every single thing about the suburbs. But I hate how every road is a dead end. No matter which direction I'm going, it's a dead end. And then you have to turn around, and there's no logical approach to any part of it. It's like... It's like living in Italy for all the sense the roads make, but at least in Italy they were at least kind of on a grid because the Romans were involved at one point. Admiral? Admiral? Is that a road? Does that sound familiar to anybody? What am I doing? You're not here. You don't know where I live, hopefully. (laughs) Okay, now this one says... This one says independence. Man, if I was going to make a joke about a uh, road in traditionally conservative Arizona. I would name that road Independence. Uh, Now we found a park. None of this looks familiar. And yet all of it looks super familiar because every house is basically the same. Alright, sorry, I've been doing this little... It's not really a bit, but this section, I guess, without my headphones... So I don't know what the levels are like. Oh, the levels are pretty high. Oh boy. Okay, sorry. I'm going to mix it in post. I texted my mom. We'll find out. Okay, we're good. We're going. Aha! All right. Here we go.
Anyway, we're changing the studio this week to broadcast from the most echoey studio in the world. You know, when people are giving you tips on starting up a podcast, that's one of the first things they say. They say, find a gigantic empty house, you know, because you really want those hard sides to bounce the echoes back at you when you're doing your podcast, because uh, everybody's favorite thing to hear when they're on podcasts, you know, everybody's got their top favorite sounds, and on those lists every year is mouth sounds and echoes. <laughs> also, breathing right into the mic. People love that. Anyway, this week's show doesn't really have a topic, but it did occur to me when I was casting about for stuff that, you know, I do have this gigantic empty house that we haven't moved into yet, uh, just here to record in. I'd rather it were full of soft furniture or something, but uh, this isn't the world we live in. And because we're kind of all over the place, I have a list of topics here that I wrote down on the 11th of January, a good month before I even began this project. Uh, and I'm going to try and tackle them in as quick fire a manner as possible. Are you ready? Here we go. Taking criticism. Oh boy, that's a big one. That's just, uh, that's a lot. Taking criticism. You know, nobody really wants to take criticism. Nobody thinks to themselves, am I wrong? And I think the easiest way, in my experience, in my life, for me to take criticism more easily, because it's super necessary, you know, is just to ask yourself, am I wrong? And be okay with the answer being yes. Everybody's wrong sometimes. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody gets bad information. Doesn't mean you're evil. It just means you don't know the right way yet. Right? Um, taking criticism. First, Sit in yourself and ask yourself if you're wrong. If the answer is no, ask yourself again, because the answer might be yes, man. Uh, now, people giving criticism. Uh, very important, hard to do. Ask yourself, right? Self-reflection is the beginning of every part of this. For people who are giving criticism, ask yourself if what you're saying can be acted upon, is the criticism that you're providing merely mean, or is it mean with a purpose? You know, not just, I didn't like your short film because it sucked, but I didn't like your short film because of the way that you handled the woman character. I felt that she didn't get enough lines. I thought that everyone was mean to her for no reason. And I kind of think that that's your deal that you're putting in this short film. And I think that you could work on that in your future works. That's a great criticism. But I didn't like your film because it sucked. Might feel good to say, but it doesn't really give a lot to the person taking it. And if we can all learn to give and take criticism a little bit better, I think we'll all be better off. Item two. <clears throat> giving a presentation. Well, giving a presentation is very much like making a podcast. Uh, I'd recommend going to an empty house and shouting. <laughs> uh, no, but shouting is helpful. Um, if you feel nervous speaking in front of others, 
making yourself heard in a free environment, such as an empty house, you know, focusing on your voice and what you have to say without the interference of anyone else, that can be really good. It can get you more in the habit of speaking. And once you're in the habit of speaking, then giving the presentation, super easy, you know? I've given a number of presentations in college, and I actually was co-teacher one day. My uh, film teacher in Italy had a conflicting appointment, and so me and this uh, other girl, Nicole, were uh, the teachers for the day, for because we'd already taken the class before, sort of. It was a two-part class, and we were watching the same film twice, and so Nicole and I had actually seen the film before, and we knew all about it. Um, and it's super fun to give presentations, really, because you know all the stuff. Everyone there is there to talk about what you were just looking at, and you actually know some stuff. So when people in the audience have questions about things, you can answer it. I think that's super neat. But then again, I'm kind of an outgoing, uh, you know, public sort of guy. So uh, I'd recommend getting used to your own voice. Maybe give a presentation. Uh, in an environment where there's no one looking, such as an empty house, um, and not worry about it so much. Topic three, am I just a Protestant? Well, hmm, this one was a joke for myself um, because I tend to value things like, you know, hard work and uh, individualism, which I believe are Protestant values. Um, and especially after living in Italy for a year, you really get sick of the whole Catholic thing. It's just so showboaty, you know, just be quiet, take all the art out of it, and just do the work. And I think that the, but the, and that's, that's a very Protestant sort of idea. Um, but don't believe in God, so I'm going to go with technically no. Four, film reality. I've been reading some Maya Darren lately. Maya Darren, this great uh, experimental filmmaker from the 40s. You should really look her up. You should really look her up. She only made like four 30-minute long movies, so she's real easy to get into. Um, and they're all like experimental and cool, and they just use these like very simple editing techniques to this amazing effect. You know, like um, she had this one called At Land, where she moved through all these different spaces and. You know, the way that it was edited, it, it played on your own uh, preconceptions about how film reality should work, uh, and she just twisted it. You know, she didn't, like, do anything kind of crazy, really, but she um, made you feel very, like, floaty and, like, you're moving through space in this just amazing way. Anyway, she has a series of essays. She has a book um, that's made after her death of all these essays and stuff that she had. And I really love books of essays. Like, books full of essays that people have are my favorite thing because I cannot focus. And uh, I like a nice short little story to get me through. You know, like just a couple pages, whatever. And she was talking about film reality, which is the reality of film. And in film, you have this amazing sort of opportunity to adjust reality in a way that you don't have in real life. And if, if you can take that opportunity and use your power as a filmmaker to adjust reality in film, 
that even, even if it only adjusts the reality of the people who see the film, right? Like the moment in the theater when someone's looking at your film, if it changes the way that they see the world or the world around them, that's super valuable. Like it's super useful. You can use art to change the world, right? And film has a unique position in this because people relate to it super easily. Like she wasn't really talking about relatability. She wasn't like a marketing person, but that is basically what she was talking about. Using film to create a new kind of reality. One that's sort of mediated through vision and, and sound. And um, this didn't exist in her time, but stuff like the internet has really uh, made this sort of a reality where you can post anything on the internet and people will just believe you, right? There's been a whole thing with the, the news. I sound like an elderly person, but I do follow the news quite closely and there's been this whole rash of uh, artificial news broadcasts where people will just lie, right? And uh, by this I mean Russia bought our election and changed how the whole thing was going to go just by lying. And anyway, uh, you know, Maya Darren um, wasn't talking about, you know, changing people's minds by lying to them exactly. She was more talking about abstract ideas and abstract concepts, but people believe what they see and people believe what they hear. And going to a movie is very much like experiencing an experience, you know, like a film is almost like something happening to you. And, you know, you can make like kind of a wonky, weird movie where weird stuff happens and make a weird experience happen to someone else and have them through your now shared experience, you can find some kind of common ground, right? Um, that's what interests me about this sort of thing is I have a terrible time finding common ground with people. I often think I'm some kind of crazy outsider person or uh, all kinds of weird stuff happens to me all the time, which it does kind of. Um, but I have a terrible time finding common ground with people. That's one of the things that attracts me quite strongly to film uh, because if you make a movie and someone watches it and it's a movie about something you were thinking about or it's a movie about something that happened to you or some kind of abstract version of your experience, now you and a bunch of other people have seen it and they kind of understand you a little more in a way that's hard to just sort of create in any other fashion. Uh, anyway, movies, really cool, great way for people to get to know each other uh, better. Music, similar, but music's a lot more abstract. I've been doing a lot of music lately, and uh, music's a lot more abstract. Uh, even my music, which is extremely literal. I have one the other day. I was like, the rich kid who never pays me back for lunch. That's basically all the lyrics in it but uh, it's about a rich kid who never pays me back for lunch. And uh, it's told from the perspective of my friends, really, because I'm terrible at paying people back for lunch. And I imagine that's super annoying. Um, but it felt like a really relatable thing. But even that, you know, it's, 
It feels very literal, but there is that abstraction where I wrote it from the perspective of my friends. You know, it's really about me. Anyway, um, movies are pretty cool. Leave it on the ice. I already did that one about packing. Um, what is this project? Item number six. I never really talk about this. Uh, what this is, you know, what this little podcast is. That's because I don't really define my stuff before I've started. Um, it took me about two or three episodes before I added a description to any of them. I've been calling it a podcast diary mini-series, but that's essentially what all podcasts are, are diaries. And uh, it's a mini-series because I'm only making ten of them, as far as I, I know. Um, a little bit of Foley for you there, another sip of coffee. That's my first sip of that coffee, actually. I haven't had any yet. I got all this energy and no coffee. Okay, six. What is this series? Well, I'm not super sure yet. Um, I know this is episode six or seven or something. It's way up there. We're getting near the end. But I don't know what it is. I've never known what it is. I've had sort of sections where some of them are fictional and some of them are real. Uh, I've based the format of it a lot over, uh, off Paul F. Tompkins' old podcast, Pod F. Tomcast, one of my first favorite podcasts, and it's still up somewhere. Um, if you Google it, you can find it pretty easily. It's a great podcast. Uh, and he would have these little, like, fictional segments, he'd have these real segments, he'd have this piano playing. But what it is, what this is, what constantly moving forward is, is more nebulous. It's more abstract. I mean, really, it's just sort of what I've been thinking about this week, and uh, that works, you know. But as as Susie Meyerson in the great TV show, uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel says of stand-up comedy, improv works until it doesn't, right? Like, if you never think about where you're going or what you're doing, it'll work for a while until it suddenly and violently stops working and you don't have a backup plan. Now, all my projects basically are like that. My uh, film projects, maybe not so much, but my daily vlog projects, my audio podcast projects, my songs. If you've heard any of my songs, you'll notice a certain uh, improv attitude towards the lyrics, which I try and muffle with a sort of David Bowie affectation. But, but there always comes a part where I forget what the words are to the song that I'm singing. Um, even if I write it down, I get confused. I can't focus very long. Um, maybe it's all the coffee I drink. Maybe it's because I was homeschooled. Maybe it's... You know, maybe it's a million things, but I have a terrible time focusing. However, for this project, in, on the 11th of January, I wrote down uh, something like 15 topics that I could hit. And uh, I've hit about six of them so far, and we're getting up on 20 minutes. Uh, I aim, let's keep talking about this project, right? What is it about this project? What is this podcast, right? Like, what is it 
that I'm doing. I'm pacing in an empty house, talking to myself quite loudly, um, making little mouth sounds. But what is it, you know? Like, nothing I do I can ever locate in that easy way of someone who sits down and thinks to themselves, I'm a productivity guru. Or they think to themselves, I'm a baker. Or they think to themselves, I'm a pilot. You know, I don't have that sort of unifying vision for my work. I mean, I think the closest I can get to is, like, diarist? Like, I make a lot of stuff about myself and what I'm thinking about. So maybe, like, selfish person or local nut. Uh, I kind of like local nut. Um, I like producer because I certainly produce a lot of stuff. But if I ever sit down and start thinking about what it is that I do and what it is that I make and who I am, and how I should focus my efforts going into the future, I get sad. I get scared. Because it's scary to think to yourself, who am I? And what am I doing? You know? And I think that that's what I do. I think that my job, and what this podcast is to a lesser extent, is me thinking aloud to myself, who am I? And what am I doing? Right? Because that's my job, I guess, to think about thinking. Like, uh, it's like epistemology, or uh, I think it's epistemology is the word for it. It's like, I don't know, philosophy or something, but I don't think that philosophers were ever so. I take that back. Philosophers are pretty self serving. Define epistemology. The theory of knowledge, especially with regard to its methods, validity, and scope, and the distinction between justified belief and opinion. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess to a certain extent I'm an epistemological philosopher, but like, what does that even mean? Um, Okay, I went to liberal arts school, and now I spend all my time thinking about thinking. I guess that's a good job. I mean, that's what I was doing anyway. That's why I went to liberal arts school, because I spent all my time thinking about people, thinking about what they're doing, and thinking about thinking, which I guess is epistemology. Um, uh, Yeah, that's my job, is to think about thinking. And that's what I'm doing here on this podcast, I guess. I'm thinking about myself, I'm thinking about how I think, and I'm thinking about how other people think in relationship to my thinking. Um, I guess, I guess I nailed it down. Uh, but that central uncertainty is a sort of a defining characteristic of that kind of work in a way that it isn't if I went into plumbing, right? Like, if I went into plumbing or repairing engines or um, whatever my dad used to do Uh, He was an engineer, right? He was an engineer on turbines for an oil company. And his job was they brought him problems all day, and he knew how to fix them, right? The same with people who fix engines, same with people who fix pipes and stuff. Someone brings them a problem, and they say, I got this. I'm going to figure it out, and it's going to be fixed. 
Whereas my thing is more like <laughs> psychology. It's like, well, uh, you know, I'm not even sure what the problem is, but the problem's with me. The problem is with you. The problem's in the air between us. And isn't that interesting? And I don't know how to fix it. And neither do you. And we're going to find out together, you know? I try and bring that sort of energy to my life because otherwise it's just depressing. Um, and so I tell people I'm a producer. I've been trying to do that lately. I've been trying to tell people I've been producing things. I told an old man that I produce an online radio program, which is technically true, and an online television series, which is maybe not exactly true. And um, he seemed to understand that pretty fast. I can't tell people I'm a podcaster because I'm only going to make another three of these. Um, I can't uh, tell people I'm a YouTuber because then people think I'm like that Logan Paul fella who, for the record, I hate and wish would disappear. Um, I am not really an interviewer. I'm not exactly a filmmaker because I haven't made a film for a long time. Uh, I have some in the works, but I don't even know how to start. Like... Um, I think that's another problem that people have who don't think about thinking as much as I do. They don't think to themselves, ah, oh, I don't even know where to start, you know? They think, here I am, at the beginning, you know? Uh, they don't go, I don't even know what shape I need to throw to begin this sort of conversation with myself I need to have to get into this space where what I'm making feels logical. You know, I don't know the steps to the dance that I myself invented to trick myself into thinking this thought in a way that's useful, you know? I don't think everyone has that problem. I think a lot of people, people with more logical minds, people who don't accept the sort of wonky magic into their life that I have to accept because it presents itself to me and says, this is your life. It's kind of like a puzzle that you need to solve, but all the pieces are in a language you don't understand and they came from inside of you. And you're like, what? Why do I have to do this? Why is this what I have to do? And it's just like, this is your life. Figure it out. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think that uh, engineers have that problem exactly. Like my dad just went to school for 10 years and learned how to do his job. Uh, whereas I just sort of walk around and think thoughts to myself. <sighs> yeah, uncertainty, right? That's what this podcast is, an exploration in uncertainty, but with a driving sort of purpose, right? Constantly moving forward. It's right in the title. That's why I called it that, because while I want to explore these sort of more nebulous philosophical ideas of internet comments or how to fix dads, I want to always be moving forward. You know, what do we have and what can we do with it? What do we have and what can we fix? What small step can we take to move forward into a brighter tomorrow?
right? And I sound like a cult leader, but I do believe in a brighter tomorrow. I believe that if I do the right dance and say the right words and figure out the right language to put these puzzle pieces of me together, then tomorrow will be brighter and better and easier and nicer. I really do believe that. Now, is that a Protestant idea? I don't actually know. Now, bringing it back to earlier, is that a Protestant idea? Kind of. You know, you put a lot of hard work in and, uh, you know, keep your, note, keep your head down, keep moving forward, right? This has been Constantly Moving Forward, a production of SaveTheCroissants.com and me, Jacob Earl. If you'd like to support the show, please visit payjacobearl.com and uh, check out our Patreon. All right. I love you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm going to talk to you next week. All right, bye. <laughs>